This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, it is no time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. All right, guys, what amounts to one of the biggest wrestling weekends in many, many years is going to hit us this Saturday night. Oh. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think that's accurate. We're going to get into it. All Elite. Yeah, Please welcome to Wrestling Observer Live, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All Elite Wrestling, double or nothing. The first pay-per-view under the AEW banner comes at you Saturday night. We're going to break it all down. Full preview. Uh, with you for episode 99 of Top Rope Nation this week. I am Ryan Drosty of comicbook.com. Here with Kyle Ross, Justin Joint. We're going to abandon WWE for the most part this week. It's going to be an unusual podcast, but we thought we'd give our full attention to AEW. So we got a lot to say about this show. A big time show could change the wrestling industry as we know it. We're going to go through it match by match, talk about the significance of the show and everything in between. So uh, let me throw it out to Cleveland, Ohio. Kyle Ross, how's your week going? And uh, what is your anticipation level for Saturday night? It's pretty high. I'm not going to lie. And it's going well. Um, yeah, it's going. You know, I'm, I'm excited to, to watch this. See, um, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. There is a lot of pressure on these boys Saturday night in Vegas. A oh, yeah. lot of pressure. That is for sure. I hope they deliver. Justin Joint, anticipation level, and what's going on this week? Uh, anticipation is, uh, I'm anticipating it. I, I, I'm kind of keeping my hopes uh, level a little bit. Um, and my week's going okay. I've, I've got a, one of those uh, under-the-surface nost- nostril zits, and so it just hurts oh. and you can't really pop it. And but, I bought I bought a bag of mixed nuts today, and it was like eighty percent peanuts. Nobody was, wants freaking peanuts. That was the most random text message. <laughs> I was, I was me pissed. <laughs> oh, man. As Kyle Ross would say, I was hot. Yeah. What what a, what pro wrestler would be like a good comparison to the zit in the nostril that you just can't get rid of, and it's just such an annoyance. Dolph Ziggler. I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. <laughs> There we go. That's a good one. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of something we could say. Uh, I got to say, guy, you know, you alluded to it that we're pretty much going WWE. I think essentially we are going WWE free. That was the plan this week. I got to say, it actually felt good this week to like not have, you know, my pad and paper out, hypothetical pad and paper. I take notes on my laptop. Uh, for WWE TV and not have all the critiquing and not having to break that down and just being able to kind of speed through it and just 
kind of being able to, you know, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> forget five hours of first run television like it never happened. Yeah. I I'm I've been looking forward to this broadcast ever since we recorded that uh, Patreon show on Monday because We've never had, I don't think we've ever had a podcast where we didn't really address anything going on. And by the way, people should listen to that if they haven't already signed up or if they haven't just haven't listened to it, our Money in the Bank review. God, right. Did you get the feeling that we were on the real negative end of that show? Like IWC wide? The show got more than 50% thumbs up in the Observer. I almost fell out of my damn chair. <laughs> I was, you know, I I kept thinking about how I would rate that show and, you know, it was just like, I know now we're talking about WWE, but <laughs> real quickly. Yeah, it's, there was stuff to like on the show. I mean, it wasn't like it was all negative, but I mean, the negatives so far outweighed the positives on it. I thought that we did seem a little more negative than most people on it. That is true. We, we ranted for well over an hour on that show. It's, we had a fun time recording, guys. If you if you haven't checked it out, it's a Patreon exclusive. It's Top Rope Nation Extra. Patreon.com slash Top Rope Nation. You can sign up, get those extra shows. Um, I did put up a poll tonight for our Top Rope Nation Classics, also a Patreon exclusive podcast. We're going to be recording. We've done two of those in the past. God, I can't wait to do another non <laughs> this week in WWE show. Yeah, and the... Uh, Looking at the results, I threw the poll up. I, last I look, it's, it hasn't even been up an hour. I think there's like 30 to 40 votes. Uh, the four choices, and it came from what we talked about recently, as well as what some of our patrons suggested. Uh, we got Super Bowl 1, Super Bowl 2, uh, Survivor Series 98, and WCW Bash at the Beach 96, which was oh. our boy Derek Stropel's suggestion. And uh, Bash at the Beach 96 is running away with it right now. Good. I didn't want it. Uh, I was going to... If Super Bowl one was winning, I was going to tell you to immediately fix the <laughs> results. So we'll be recording that probably here in the next week, throwing that up. Uh, like I said, Top Rope Nation Extra just went up on Monday, which also I got to say, it's one of the best intros we have ever had on a podcast. Oh. Kyle, Kyle Ross's suggestion, I mixed it together. You can actually, anyone can hear that. If you check out our regular podcast feed, I put up a Patreon preview. It's the first five minutes of that Patreon exclusive Money in the Bank show. So sign up, check it out. We'd love to have your support. Uh, our goal is every time we do an exclusive show, get one new one new subscription. Uh, and this show will really take off if we get you guys supporting us on Patreon. $5 a month for the exclusive shows. You're talking, it's like you see us out at the bar, you buy us a beer. That's not much, five bucks a month. If you want to join us for uh, just our live cast every week for the flagship here, uh, Top Rope Nation, $1 a month is all it is. So we are streaming live right now on Patreon as we do each and every Thursday night. This is episode 99, like I said at the beginning of the show. And next week is going to be a big one. Episode 100. We're going to have some big things in play for that episode. Been building up to this one for almost three years kind of a landmark episode for us i'm pumped for it guys um oh. and uh we'd like to have you join us live if not of course you know check out the podcast on demand but if you could join us live on patreon next week for just a single dollar we'll be streaming and um if you want to wish us well guys so i just set this up before we went on the air tonight i set up a number where anyone listening to this podcast can call in on their cell phones and leave us just like a congratulatory message on hitting 100 episodes. We'll play them all in the air. I'd love to have a lot of them. Um, 
just something simple. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Here's my name. Like, listen, to you guys, whatever you want to say. If it wants to be longer, hey, go right ahead. But if you call this number, I'll put it on our Twitter page. But here it is. Call area code 312-379-8893. And it will forward you to a voicemail. Leave us a message. We'll play them on the air next week for episode 100. Uh, once again, it's 312-379-8893. Guys, uh, looking forward to episode 100? Justin? Yeah. Well, I want to know what special things we're doing. <laughs> well, playing the uh, the messages from all of our fans, and uh, hopefully some past guests will chime in on that. And uh, maybe we'll even have a, a few special guests on the show. We'll have to see yeah. how it goes. But uh, putting some things together, I think one thing I want to do on that show next week is just kind of do like a, a background on the podcast. We've never really done that. Like, how did this show come to being? How did Kyle get on the show? Uh, how did Justin get on the show? Where did I get the idea to start this thing? So that goes back many, many years before we actually started it. So I think we'll do a little bit of a Top Rope Nation history next week. I'm really looking forward to that. So make and sure to check it out. And Takeover 25 we can it, talk about. Yeah, we are previewing that. For that. Yeah. yeah. And and I think it would be a wonderful thing if we previewed the top matches in the history or if we talked about the top, our top matches in takeover history. Yeah, and we that is on the agenda for next week. So it is going to be a big show. Uh guys, if you're listening here on iTunes, as always, do this every week. Hit subscribe, leave us a review. We'll read it on the air. This week we didn't have any new reviews come in, but uh, usually like the last few weeks we've been reading new reviews on the air. We'd love it if you could uh just write down what you think of the show. Give us a five-star review. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, Google Play, wherever podcasts are found. You can check out our website, topropenation.com, that has all of our merchandise links, our shopping links. Uh, this week, guys, Pro Wrestling Tees has a 20% off sale. So you can get yourself a Top Rope Nation t-shirt. It's linked at topropenation.com. Otherwise, you can go directly to prowrestlingtees.com slash Nation. I think the code is spring, but it pops up when you go to Pro Wrestling Tees. 20% off. It's another great way to support the show so we can uh, continue to expand our technology and improve the show and uh, advertise the show to get the word out there. None of that is free, so we appreciate anything you can throw our way to help us continue to build this thing i gotta say guys we've been putting out some really good content in recent weeks some of our better shows i've enjoyed it uh being a being a married guy with kids i don't get out that often anymore so once a week or more when we do these patreon shows getting together with you guys talking pro wrestling something i really look forward to and hopefully the listeners like tuning in as well so uh I might we... start crying right now. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I have to insert some emotional music in the background of that, yeah. that part. Uh let's see. I think we got all the all the standard stuff out of the way there. So let's get right into this all elite wrestling show. I think it's the big news this week was that one of the biggest matches um was pulled from the car. I guess this happened last weekend. Uh so this was the Pac match, Neville of WWE. He was going to be taking on Hangman Adam Page. They've been promoting this match for months. Uh both of them were at the press conference in Las mm -hmm. Vegas. They were at the press conference in Jacksonville. Uh Neville or uh Pac, I should say. He's been the uh what the the Dragon Gate open the gate champion. Mm -hmm. And uh he brought the belt with them to the press conferences. So they've been promoting that as well. And uh turns out he can't do the show. 
And uh, reading The Observer this week, it's kind of interesting because I think the first, because we were, were told it was creative differences. But uh, I think everyone assumed that was because Pac was going to lose the match to Paige. And holding that belt, Dragon Gate doesn't want him losing cleanly to anybody. Uh, but as it turns out, according to The Observer this week, Pac was going to win the match. But that was going to set up a big match with Kenny Omega down the line where he would have to lose. And now we don't know um, when uh, Pac is going to lose that Dragon Gate title. But as long as he has the title, he's not going to be able to lose. And so they didn't want to take a chance that he would still be champion and he'd have to win every single match. And they don't want to put him over uh, Hangman Page at double or nothing for no reason. Like, like Page is going to be one of their top stars. And so to have him beat beat Hangman Page and then not be able to go on to work Omega, they couldn't take the risk. And so they've canceled the match. What was your first reactions when you heard about this, Justin? Because I'm sure you were looking forward to the match. What did you think? Yeah, it's just, it's so weird. Like, did they not even have any kind of discussions about where this was going to go? Like back at that Jacksonville rally they had, you know, when they first announced it, I mean, I don't know. It just, it, I really think it's, it's a work. It just doesn't make sense that it's just now coming to the point where like Pac doesn't want to lose when he has the title, but he's had the title for a while. Why they never would have questioned that before. Yeah. And it, it seems like it's coming from the promotion too, like just Dragon Gate in particular. Like they really protect this title and they don't want him to lose. And uh, like I said, he was going to win Sunday, but he'd lose down the line. And if he still has the title, losing wouldn't even be an option. And so to, to put him over page without being able to do this long-term story for sure, it was kind of a risk for AEW to do that. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this situation? I don't know what to make of it. Because I think there's more than meets the eye, as both of you were alluding to. Some people are floating this idea that it's a visa issue. That it has yeah. nothing to do with creative whatsoever. Uh and I'm with Justin, when you hear these things, my immediate reaction is how they're just learning this now <laughs> that he won't do the job. I mean, you know, you would think that, you know, obviously there's a lot going on. You don't have all the creative in place right away, but you, you would think that, you know, less than two weeks, 10 days before go time, <laughs> it's an issue now. So that was kind of strange. Um, you know, and on the, on being the elite this morning, you know, Hangman page is apparently out with a knee injury anyway. I don't know if that's a work or not. So we shall see. So that's the happened. angle. I think that's the angle they worked at the show. They yeah. did in Nottingham because, uh, did. yeah, Pac attacked him with the yeah. chair after and, the and, then, and said, there's no reason for me to come to Vegas anymore. Right. So they, it was still supposedly up in the air if, if Paige would wrestle at the show, though, yeah. and maybe to have a surprise opponent. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he's not going to wrestle now. Now we yeah. do know there's going to be some surprise appearances in the Battle Royal, which we'll get to later on. But uh, as of right now, it looks like Paige is selling this injury and he's not going to wrestle, which is kind of a huge deal because he's one of the top push stars of this new promotion. What did you think of the match? That was good. It was really odd to watch that ring. They were wrestling. It was so small. Like that really kind of threw me off. They didn't have much space, but like they all got, they got in a lot of high spots and the, you know, their big signature moves. But that was a pretty good match all around. It was in a very small venue with a very small ring, but I mean, 
good for Adam Page to fly all the way over to the UK to do the match. Uh, I read AEW paid for everything. I mean, paid to put the match up on their YouTube channel and what everything. What a forward-thinking company. Unbelievable. <laughs> so the, I've, I've never seen a company like this before. Well, I, you know, speaking of that, Tony Khan, who's kind of running the show for uh, from the Khan family, who's financing this whole deal. Uh, you know, according to the Observer, again, uh, they could have maybe presented the match and done like a no finish or a draw or something at double or nothing, and he didn't want to do that because he didn't want to piss off the fans. Well, okay, there is a there is a right way and a wrong way to do a draw. Are we all in agreement on that? Yeah. Okay. Like the what they the finish was really weak, obviously that they did. Um, over in England. Um, BQ, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was real. I mean, he just like, I mean, just to like kick. I mean, that's like, real, that would be weak on a raw. I mean, if, if that finish happens on a Monday night raw, they're getting crucified on twitter.com. You know, they are, if they do mm-hmm. that finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, ma- you know, watch the match. I thought, oh, okay. This is a pretty decent little run through for a bigger match. They're going to do probably next week. Whoop. Well, you know, now they're not doing it. I thought that it was a very Standard 2019 match, I thought. Meltzer was too high at three and three quarters. I gave it two and three quarters. Ooh, I thought... I'd be higher than that, but yeah. <laughs> I, I thought... You, you know what I'd like to see retired in modern wrestling? This goes for all promotions. Too many n- non-believable near falls in wrestling. And like I had a problem with that. Like They were going for these pins. I'm like, no, this is... I, I, obviously, you knew... So maybe that hurt this match watching mm-hmm. it. You knew what the finish was already. But like to me, yeah, they hit high spots. But like, I don't know. I thought it was a very typical 2019 wrestling match with a poor finish personally, which is why I went with the rain. I did. The moonsault page hit to the outside. was pretty awesome. Especially like, there wasn't much space there <laughs> in this small venue. That oh. was a pretty sweet moment. But uh... we'll, we'll talk about what I'm looking out of this, pro- looking for out of this promotion later. And I got news for you. It ain't moves. Okay. There's a tease for you. Yeah. Well, apparently Pac is is still under, he has good relationships with everyone in the company and uh, they'd love to bring him in in the future, but it sounds like they're not going to be able to bring him in until he drops yeah. this Dragon Gate title. And apparently Dragon Gate doesn't have plans to take the belt off him anytime soon. Yeah. And I'm he's happy working there. So, yeah. And, you know, we got kind of away from that here, but with the dr- whole concept of a draw, you know, I guess, you know, Meltzer wrote about it. Um, I can't remember the match, but he saw like, he said Tony Khan watched some match that was really going good. And then it was a Will Ospreay. It was a Will Ospreay match. It wasn't it. Mm-hmm. I'm almost, I'm like 99%. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, it was. Okay. And it kind of had a shitty finish and the crowd shit on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to do that on my show. Well, you can do, there are ways to do a no contest and have it be acceptable. Like have it being like a completely out of control brawl. You know, like mm-hmm. I go back to ground zero. Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. Nobody like was really complaining that that was a non-finish at the time. Okay, yeah, they can definitely do draws, but you know they're banging the drum of wins and losses matter. So I just that don't think part of it. you yeah. can't do it on the first show. Yeah, that was yeah. a big part of it, and they've been mm-hmm. promoting this match for months. Okay, yeah, I think I understand where they're coming from. It, it sucks though because it could have been a really really good match. Hopefully, we get it down the line, but. Uh, I think a lot of people were looking forward to this one. When you look up and down the card, and this this was one I had penciled in as possibly the match of the night, but uh, we're not going to get it right now, but maybe down the line. But I think the whole idea is they want wins or losses, and they're not going to put 
Pac over a guy who's going to be one of their top stars, Adam Page, unless they can work this long-term program. From what I read, they were going to come back with like a six-man match at their mm-hmm. one of their next shows, where, where it's going to be the like Jacksonville a, show, yeah, yeah, with the Bucks and Omega, and then that was going to set up the eventual Omega Pac match. But uh, I not think for uh, now. at the show, uh, Adam Page should still come out, and then Enzo Amore comes out to challenge him. Hmm. Oh dear God, <laughs> the last person to beat Pac. Please yeah, that's no. true. That is true. Yes. Yeah, undefeated <laughs> for 20 months. Yeah. yeah. Who was the last guy to beat of Enzo for the cru- cruiserweight <laughs> legend, Enzo Amore? Uh, so let's just talk about this next item in our on our agenda. And by the way, if you're a member on Patreon, you get our agenda every week. You can see what we're our show notes, what we're going off of here. Uh, what is your expectations for the show? This show? And then the promotion in general. Kyle, you kind of hinted a second ago that you're going to get into what you're looking for out of AEW. Um, my expectations for this show are very high. I mean, as long as they've been promoting this one singular event, I feel like the pressure is really on for them to hit it out of the park. They got to create mm-hmm. a buzz. They got to have some surprises. It can't just be a standard show with some good matches. They've got to get people talking somehow, some way. And so... My expectations are high. I'm a little nervous. It's not going to deliver. I hope it does. It sounds like they got some surprises in the works. Um, I watched this interview on their official YouTube channel that Tony Khan did just a couple of days ago. And, uh, I mean, (laughs) he talked it up. He said that this was going to be one of the the greatest pay-per-views in the history of wrestling. Yes, he did. And uh, this is a guy who's seen most paper. Like he is a, you can tell listening to him talk. He is a huge fan. He's seen most pay-per-views in the history of wrestling. <laughs> and uh, and he reads the observer. So he must know it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he laid it out there. He's just going to be one of the greatest pay-per-views in the history of professional wrestling. So, I mean, they're not shying away from the pressure. They're, they're diving straight in. So I have high expectations for the show. Um, AEW in general, I, have modest expectations for right out of the gate but then i i think they do have the potential to grow i mean they're they're relying on this lapsed fan mentality and i think there is something to that i do think they can build off of that uh looking at like what kind of tv ratings are going to draw on tnt in the fall i was kind of talking with uh, one of my good friends about this earlier he's a patron of the show tim jensen and um he had asked me what would be a uh, an acceptable or an exciting television rating for them to draw. And we know WWE with Raw and SmackDown, like right now, it's coming in like the low two millions usually. And it, that's incredibly low for them historically. And I told him like a million viewers right out of the gate for AEW, I would look at as a positive. Because with a million viewers, they're clobbering what Impact Wrestling has been doing for a long, long time. Uh, and that gives them something to build off. I don't expect them to come out of the gate rivaling WWE's numbers by any means. But uh, in the long term, perhaps, and people might point to Nitro, how they came out hot, but that was a promotion with years of history that already had you know television on TBS. So Yeah, and they had Hulk Hogan. They had yeah. major names. Yeah, so I mean, for them... For them, if they could do a, a million viewers on TNT in those first couple weeks, to me, that would be a success. Um before we go to Kyle, because I know he's got some written down thoughts on all of this. I actually to, don't. Let me go to Justin first. What are your expectations for the show and the promotion in general? Um, well, I see. I don't. I don't think this event is as live and die as I think of a lot of other people. Like I don't think they need to blow anybody out of the water. They, I think they just need to. I think they they need for really nothing to go wrong. 
more than anything. Cause I mean, even if it's not a blow your mind show, they still have TV coming. They still have other stuff coming. And I think that's just a lot more important. Um, having said that I, for me, the show is not about my expectations for it. It's just about my, my curiosity. Um, I'm very curious to see what the production values are going to be like. Just, just the look of the show. Um, I'm curious about the, uh, entrance theme music because at the mgm hype show they had it was really generic and i know that's probably not a big deal to a lot of people but it could be looked at as if it sounds generic they might look at it as a more generic company if you know if it's not up to snub with you know what wwe puts out there um and really all they i think all they need to do is no production flubs and have three matches that are just you know above four stars and i and i think they're fine you know who's out there for the hiring is uh wwe's longtime theme music guy jim Justin. no there yeah, you go they let go of him quite a while ago so he's available uh, and the, the only other thing i'd say is uh the surprises I, I i am expecting at least one big surprise and i can only think of two names out there so i don't know maybe you guys can help me think of some more yeah, I mean, the the one for me is probably Moxley, former Dean Ambrose, would seem most likely. It looks like CM Punk got people talking earlier today, but he's doing MMA commentary that night. But so like, un- unless it- he pulls like a Chris Jericho and appears in two places on the same night, it's probably but, not going to happen. Like, isn't that even like something that would be the easiest thing to pull out of like are the people going to that show to hear his commentary yeah. i mean it's yeah. a it's like it's on ufc fight pass i think uh but it is a smaller promotion it's in uh, like around palm springs i think so it's not like a long long flight away i don't know it's probably not possible he could appear at both but i feel like cm punk is the one that would get people talking the most i mean those, it, those mma diehards will not be able to live without yeah. CM Punk. <laughs> maybe can dip out early brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> but i i think we would all agree of the possible surprises like that would be the biggest one they could pull out of their hat that would really get people talking i think ambrose will get people talking not to that level but of the ones that are realistic, probably Ambrose is the one that uh, would be the biggest one right now. What do you think, Kyle? You know what the biggest surprise would be? A big name that's not John Moxley or CM Punk. <laughs> because everyone's talking about John Moxley and CM Punk. Okay, but so who? What would that name be? Yeah. I don't know. That's what makes I don't, it I don't think there really is any other okay. big names that would shock anybody. Like Kota Ibushi, who, you know, they said re-signed with New Japan. I mean... Hulk Hogan a few months ago said he tweeted he's got to work with these Bullet Club boys. <laughs> yeah, he's back into the fold in WWE. Yeah, it it just seems like all the big names are in WWE yeah. that could actually work that would get people talking. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. So let's talk about AEW and Double or Nothing, aren't we? So I want to go back to Ryan or uh, Justin's comment about you know, expectations and whatnot. And what does this show have to be? Does it have to be a blowaway show? I think what's actually working, I'll have to choose my words carefully here against it. Perhaps is the hype train for this show. You know, I mean, Ryan alluded to earlier, the comments made by Tony Khan, not only Tony Khan, but Cody Brandy Rhodes, you know, they were hyping. This is like the best show you'll see in years. If you're going to come out and say that, and, you know, right now, as we record the show, there is a massive discussion, I can tell you, on Twitter.com over the $50 price tag for this mm-hmm. pay-per-view. People are paying, you know, people are not used to paying $50 for pay-per-view in wrestling anymore. So that 
adds to the pressure. We you talked have, about uh, that at length on last week's yeah. podcast. Um, you know, you have Ryan Drosty texting us last week during the Money in the Bank show. This industry needs AEW so bad. You have Dave Meltzer writing in this week's Observer, quote, All Elite Wrestling presents the biggest first show for any pro wrestling promotion dating back at least 57 years. And then he goes into a uh, discussion of Roy Shire's big-time wrestling promotion debut at the Cow Palace in 1961. So there is a lot of pressure on the show. I think if the show is, quote-unquote, not good, I don't know what that means. The marketplace determines, I guess, what's good and what's not good. It um, won't be a good thing, I guess, to state the obvious. You know, they need they need to deliver. Um, as far what I'm looking for... That's interesting because, as you know, Ryan, I went off, I think, on every single match on the Money in the Bank card, maybe Sans, Seth, AJ, in regards to the how, how it did not fit in any sort of long-term narrative, mm-hmm. All, like the booking of every single match on that show. And I, I was just just apoplectic with WWE and and there's more stuff that we, but we're not talking about that this week. We're not going to talk about things they did on TV this week and how it made me even more angry perhaps. So what I'm looking for with this promotion is an ability to tell coherent storylines and make me want to watch the big event. Do you know what wrestling's missing in 2019? The big fight. Brawn panty matches. (laughs) Good <laughs> true. Yes. Yes. That has been that is one thing. There's like that is what that is true. I helping myself up with the big fight feel. Okay. I mean, every card today in wrestling has good matches. Okay. That's what Money? I'm saying. That's why I feel like they have to have the surprise or, or you know, yeah. something to really get people to I don't yeah. think a good show with good matches is enough. No, I don't they need to get something talking. Yeah. Um, now I'll say this: I think the debut on TNT is actually more important than this show. That's not to make any excuses for the, for how good or not good this show ends up being. I, the TNT. Do we agree on that? That the debut on TNT is more important. Oh yeah, than I, I would even agree. Yeah. Even though it's free TV, but, and the, but it's so far away that like I feel like they got to continue their momentum. Yes. And if they don't have a good show here, that's so far. Like they got to keep people talking about them. What? Okay, in terms of the surprises, is it? Would you hold off a big, and it's hard though, because keep in mind, you said it's so far away. We're talking the fall and, you know, month, you know, four months in wrestling these days is like four years in the eighties. You know, I mean, it's a long period. A lot can change in four months, but as far far as like some sort of surprise that grabs that laps fan, would it be more important to save it for the TNT debut? Because I think this show is going to do really well among the hardcores, but I don't see a lot of casual fan curiosity here for this i don't think that this show is going to get that yet it's just not in position to i think you could make the argument that like if it is moxley ambrose you could hold it off um and if they're relying so much on the lapsed fans being what's gonna you know put them over the top like that would be punk that would get that would bring back lapsed fans you know so i don't i don't Moxley, I don't think is going to bring back any any lapsed fans, so I could see them just might as well just hold that off. If you're like your Lex Luger showing up moment, is that something you save for the TNT show and not do here? I think so. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. Even even maybe like because I was just thinking like let's say they have both Moxley and Punk. Like I would say you bring Moxley on this show and almost kind of tease a Punk going into the first episode. I yeah. If if it was the two, I would definitely put Punk on the TNT show. And again, it sounds like he's there's virtually no chance he's going to be on the show because of the MMA commentary. But if he's at all open to working for this organization and we know he's done some indie stuff up in Milwaukee now with the indie wrestling promotion up there. So it seems like he's somewhat open to it. You try to, you know, you try to bring him in for that TNT show. Cause that is going to put eyeballs on the product and it could bring back some fans that watched, uh, you know, 2011, eight years ago when he was starting his big run, 2011, 2012. That was almost eight years ago. The pipe bomb promo. Yeah. That was, that was, that was 11, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I would save him for TV um, because I'm not like Ambrose will get the hardcores talking. I would, I think punk would get people talking that don't currently watch wrestling a little more. I will say this to my point about, you know, making me anticipate matches because, you know, we, we talk about this with WWE TV all the time. Imagine being employed by the WWE and wanting to be on TV every week. <laughs> like, 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 unless if you're someone like Kofi Kingston who caught lightning in a bottle before WrestleMania, being on WWE TV every week is a death sentence. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, doing my homework for the show here this week. I'm, you know, I went back and watched all the recent uh, being the elites and the road to double nothing, road to double or nothing shows. And we'll talk about it specifically when we get to some of the matches. There was some stuff on there, just simple promos, one match in particular, just a, a promo from each guy. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That got me more interested in matches where WWE matches, you know, with all the TV, you wind up like, even if the, you think the match is good, like AJ and Seth, like, did were you really like chomping at the bit to watch that match? Were you on the edge of your seat? No. And to your point, it does, it does sound like they're going to be more storyline focused because uh, according to Cody, he gave an interview with our guy, Chris Van Vliet, that was just published yesterday or this morning. And uh, he t- he said that they have like almost a year's worth of storylines planned out already that they've the, written. Th- that is what's missing. Like <laughs> WWE's problem is at the top. It's the main event scene. It's they mm-hmm. don't have big money matches. You know, I talked about that in our superstar shakeup analysis. Where are the money matches in WWE these days? Well, yeah, I don't see them. They, and they, not- they put them. They they put them on Raw or SmackDown on some random Raw or SmackDown. Uh, you know, in 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 hour two. Um, a year before they could have built to something big with it. Yeah, because That's, there's no there's no long term discipline. Yeah, I mean, even look at something like you know, I mean, I know John's schedule is what it is now. They did Roman Reigns, John Cena, on like what was that a three four week build at a No Mercy? <laughs> and yeah. that's our, I don't care what you say, internet wrestling fan. That's a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Okay, I, I I really you know I just whatever. So I, I that's what I'm hoping for: coherent, long-term storytelling, and making me really look forward to a match. You know, pro wrestling when it's at its best. I shouldn't even have to say this. The fact that I have to like you know, hopefully everyone knows this, and everyone's like, of course you fucking asshole. But like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's making me. It's making you anticipate something, and then that thing delivering. Yeah, and. You know, there's a lot of times when stuff delivers in modern wrestling. But, like, how often did you also really anticipate it? Like, for me, that's what made Gargano Ciampa so special in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. You know, I told all my buddies in my group that we went down to New Orleans with. I'm like, no, I'm not doing Ring of Honor. 
I'm doing NXT. I really, really want to see this match. I don't know why this you got to keep rubbing salt. I was just going to say, this guy just will not let this die. Sorry, He's got to rub forgot. it in our I forgot you. I forgot you at ROH, <laughs> too. God bless you. <laughs> Can't wait to talk TakeOver again next week when I can bring that match up again, that whole show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, how often do we see that in wrestling where you, like, really anticipate something and it delivers? Mm-hmm. It's such a simple concept. But WWE's not good at that. Yeah. Sorry, my charger just dropped. <laughs> you see, heard that on air. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. No, it's uh fuck it. Just <laughs> do it live. Gene Oakland at SummerSlam oh, yeah. Nice. All right. So, well, I, I I guess what do you guys think about the TV audience? Because I talked about numbers there. What what do you think would be when they do debut on TNT in October? It sounds like it's gonna be. Uh what what kind of audience do you think would be a success for them right off the bat, numbers wise? What do you think, Justin? Oh, you guys are the numbers guys. I, I actually don't feel comfortable giving that out right now, to be honest with you. I need to read somebody more intelligent on TV and steal their opinion and pass it off as my own. <laughs> well, knowing that Raw's doing, you know, right around 2 million viewers right now, uh, 1 million would be pretty successful in your yeah, opinion? Yeah, I, I think they would want to do over that. I, I think you know, like 1 million just because like the number sounds right. If they do over 1 million, they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like, I, I'm with you. You're, you know, a lot more educated when it comes to that part of pro wrestling. But like in my head, it's just like, why wouldn't everybody who watches Raw want to at least check out this other wrestling promotion that's on a major network? Like I, I would, I would, I legit, like when you brought up how, you know, Raw's been around 2 million, I was like, oh, well, they'll probably do around 2 million. Well, they don't, they didn't for Impact. <laughs> I mean, Impact used to be on Spike and they yeah. weren't doing that. Yeah. Well, what, what was at their peak? What were they doing? I think the highest rated ones they ever had was around a million on Spike. I get the very the very peak. But did, but does did Impact even like when they even like off that Joe AJ Daniels three way, which I would argue like that period for me was the peak of Impact. Yeah, like me for me too. for me personally. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, this was like it never had the sizzle AEW does. No, I mean like because AEW they're bringing in. They basically got all the people that, you know, were on board with uh, the, uh, you know, the emergence of New Japan and Bullet Club. And, you know, they really latch on to Omega and the Bucks. And you're getting all those people that maybe even possibly shun WWE that, that, that don't watch uh, that uh, New York promotion. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because we talk about there is a there is a massive gap that people and maybe we can talk about this more next week in great detail. I know we got to get into this card, but. Um, there's a massive gap, as we know, of people who watch main roster, WWE, and NXT. I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could hear, I mean, when Kyrie Sane, when her music hit that first week at SmackDown, my God, I think I heard somebody drop their beer. Not me. <laughs> Mine is safe and sound right here. I'll okay. tell you that much. But like, you know, I mean, no, no, I'm saying in the in the crowd that it was so it was so quiet in that audience. Like you could hear, like I was being facetious, but like somebody in the crowd, you could almost like hear like a pin drop. And that proved our point that how what the gap between people who watch, you know, main roster WWE and watch NXT. But like you have to have the WWE network to watch NXT. Like it's very like being on TNT is very accessible. And so if you can get it out, I mean, it's so much of it's about the marketing, mm-hmm. getting it out to people. I mean, you know, get, reaching people and, and hopefully they have a plan for that. 
Um, I was way off on TNA's highest rating, by the way. Just going to throw it out there. I think around a million was kind of what they're averaging for a while when they were doing okay on Spike. But it looks like 2010 and 2011 was the highest point for them. That's when like Hogan came over. Yes. Um, but uh, on, let's see, in October of 2011, Thursday night's TNA Impact drew a 1.35 rating, which was good for an average of around 2 million viewers. And that's what Raw's doing now. That's pretty crazy. When <laughs> you think about how far TNA Ooh. has fallen off. But uh again, they had some big names though in that. At that era. point, TNA. there was a brief period where they were they were doing yeah, pretty pretty but high we were, viewership. But so many more people were watching Raw back then. Raw was doing like what four or five million viewers during that period. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so I mean I guess if you do the half thing, one million, you know, I think one million just sounds nice. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice round number. So sorry for all the uh, TNA Mecca audience uh, oh. forum posters that are tuning in. And I was way, way off. My TNA wrestling television rating knowledge is not up to par. But uh, yeah, they did. They pulled in close to 2 million viewers at one point in 2011. So that that was their high. TNA uh, does not even do 100,000 right now. The phrase nobody watches is never been more apropos. No, and, and to your point... Um, TNA never had this hype of AEW, but some of that too, like the best point for them in ring wise was what you're saying, like around 05 when they had that big three way at uh, Unbreakable, I think the pay-per-view was. Uh, But also that was like pre-streaming. It was a lot harder to get shows like YouTube wasn't even really around in 2005. So like streaming contents evolved so much from that point in time that it's so much easier to get your product out there today that I think that's on AEW side as well. Yeah, I, you know, and I forget that the Joe Angle confrontation might have been peak TNA. Is that like 07? It was 06. It was right after Angle quit or okay. left WWE. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. There you go. So, should we get into this card? I am ready. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, I guess we can start right off the bat with the pre-show, which I believe starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. Let's all bitch about how these guys are on a pre-show. That's how we're supposed to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, one of these pre-show matches has some big long-term ramifications, too. But uh, the one that's first on the card or listed first is Kip Sabian, who's a, a British wrestler, a big recruit for them, uh, taking on uh, Sammy Guevara, who has wrestled in the states as well as in mexico they should have a a damn good match i'm sure they're going to look to uh, get the crowd hot right off off the bat uh kyle what did you come across in your research for this one well sammy's been the guy featured on uh bte more so you would think he would get the win and i do think you're right this these guys are just gonna be put in a position um is it an easy position actually I mean, there's pressure on them, but it's easy if you if you just can come out. You know, you're gonna have a crowd that's excited. Mm-hmm. But and, and you what you want to do is you just do, you want to make sure that crowd stays excited. They're gonna yeah. be the crowd's gonna be real hot coming to that building, and you want to you want to keep that momentum going. You want to make sure they stay hot. You don't want to do anything that would cool them off. Yeah, this should this should be a match that's easy to pop the crowd. You would think mm-hmm. they're ready to go for that one. So I, I would think, too, Sammy, because of the BT connection, would go over here. But it should be a good match. Uh, Justin, you have any thoughts on this one? No, but it did just remind me that, you know, talking about coming into this card, my other thing I'm excited for is just seeing wrestlers I haven't seen before. Which, you know, with how yes. watered down we are with all the talent in WWE, it's going to be really nice uh, seeing some new guys. So fresh and, and so gals. clean, clean, right? 
Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, that's a really important thought. And there's a couple other matches um, on this show on this show where I want to make that point where, you know, untapped talent, you know, introducing talent to the masses is so critical. Yeah. Uh, then the other pre-show match, and this is one with long-term ramifications, is the Casino Battle Royal, mm-hmm. which uh, the winner of this one will go on to face the winner of Omega and Jericho for the inaugural AEW World Championship. So this is a big match on the pre-show, and most people think this is where the big surprises could come because I believe they're going to have four surprise entrants in the match. And when you look down the list of the guys that are actually in the match... God bless them, but... God bless them, but like you don't think any of these guys are going to be the ones challenging Kenny Omega for the world title, right? Nope. <laughs> so Ho- ho- Hopefully it's uh, Kyle Ross's favorite wrestler, Sean Spears. Ty Dillinger, there you go. <laughs> well, he's already been announced. And let me, look, okay, God bless him. I know he told Sean Ross, Ross Sapp this afternoon that you know WWE didn't take advantage of the perfect ten gimmick. That might be true, but you know what? You ain't you, like he wasn't a top of the card guy for WWE, and I don't even think he's a top of the card for guy for this promotion. Quite frankly, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> Shouts fired, Kyle Ross. It's getting hot. He's doing uh, well enough yeah. for himself. Okay, the crowd will pop for him. They'll be, they'll be excited to see him, but no, you you wouldn't want Sean Spears in the world title match down the line. The guy you want is Glacier, obviously. Glacier, Kenny Omega, there it is. Uh, no, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a 21-man casino battle royale in Las Vegas. Vinny Vegas is winning this one. <laughs> yes, there you go. Hey. Oh, it, by the way, I just real quick, I want to show, if WWE did something like this where they put a, a, a battle royal featuring, and I'm, I mean, no offense, mid carters that the winner's going to get a title shot on the pre-show of a pay-per-view the fucking wrestling internet would blow their minds <laughs> that's true that is true now it's it's got to be someone it's got to be one of the mystery people that win this yes. just just looking down it's not going to be billy gunn right uh, they, they've been <laughs> they've been uh pushing mjf but it's not going to be him um now one guy i am pretty interested in seeing this match because i think he's really talented as brian pillman jr he's not going to win it uh but i don't know how much you guys have seen of brian pillman jr but our good friend liam o'rourke uh actually worked with uh brian pillman jr recently yes. over in the uk and both of them this is a good point to talk about this i wanted to get to this on the show uh liam is doing a panel on sunday as part of starcast uh, about Brian Pillman, of course, Liam, we've had him on the show twice, I believe, big supporter of Top Row Nation. His book, Crazy Like a Fox on Brian Pillman, is one of the best wrestling books you will ever read. Love that book. Uh, so obviously he was picked to be on this panel. And uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is obviously going to be on that as well. It's on Sunday at StarCast. You can stream it through, I believe, Fight TV. I'm probably yes. going to order Sunday just to watch that. I'm looking forward to that, but uh, I am looking forward to seeing Brian Pillman Jr. in action here. Yeah. I thought, you know, he just worked, uh, he worked for Schwann for MLW. And I thought that was the best he had looked. Mm-hmm. So I'd seen, you know, you, people could check that out. It's easy to find. Uh, you know, I thought of our good friend, Liam, the other day, as I was actually doing a little bit of work for our, my match recommendation of the week, I happened to scroll by Brian Pillman's ECW debut. God, what a moment. Yeah, that that's was. where that came from in our text thread. Yeah. Yeah. God, that, that may have not just been one of the finest moments in wrestling <laughs> history. That may have been one of the finest moments in life. I think we, I'm going to reach out to Liam, get him back on top rope nation. Talk about what he experienced in Las Vegas. Um, but, Mark is a guy who believes that OJ didn't do it. 
One of the all-time greatest things ever honored on a professional wrestling yeah. show. Yes. Uh, okay, smart marks. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Liam covers it in the book. He's doing the panel. He's going to be there. I'm I'm interested in his thoughts and what the whole scene is like this weekend. So we should have gone to the show. What are we doing? What a bunch of freaking losers. We we are. I I think all in too. I am all in on that one. I want to go to that one. Next, we've got a tag oh, team. Oh, well, we, ne- we never picked, so we all think it's going to be a surprise. Oh, this yes, is- definitely a surprise. Okay, entry. every single preview, I want to say reputable preview. I don't want to rip on anyone that maybe I didn't check out, but everyone's picking John Moxley to be the Joker in this, come out last and win. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's the way it's working. It's it's really interesting how how they're, um, you know laying out this battle royal and then there's be one joker who comes out last i mean that is just so tailor-made for a big surprise and it's a pre-show so maybe you know everyone can watch it and then yep. you get a buzz from him being on it yeah i mean yeah i did the idea of a rash of last second buys seems kind of laughable for this but i don't know worth a try yeah yeah if i had to pick a surprise i would go with him too because uh he seems like the biggest name out there that could could main event with kenny omega Okay, is there but is there any danger since this is for a chance at their title? Is there any danger in them getting into that TNA mode where it's like we got the WWE guy, let's let's push him to the moon. Well, let's make them our champion. Well, like if what if you, he, sorry, go ahead. If he jobs to Omega. Yeah. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think omega is a solid pick in the end yeah. but uh i think i think i think it's a smart move because it gives them a name guy to legitimize the world title right off the bat i mean omega and uh billy Gunn's probably not going to do that or even joey janela who's who's a great Love dude who puts, puts on a great show at wrestlemania weekend or uh, Kyle I mean, ross I carries around four beers in his hand enjoying the the contest at spring how break. ambitious is the spring break <laughs> supposed to be next year did you read about this no i have not they're looking to do like four thousand for that oh four thousand seats yeah yeah i think i did see that actually it's in ebor city which by the way i had an excellent cuban in ebor city a few months ago my god was this cuban sandwich good i have not had a cuban sandwich as good in my life maybe we should go to wrestlemania weekend fellas i'm down e- ebor city's a fun little stretch there man I'll Let's tell you what, it. the the Parmesan chicken sandwich from Burger King is back. Speaking of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails now, Tony. We're off the rails. <laughs> Let's bring it back. All right. The best friends, Chucky, Chucky Taylor and Trent Beretta taking on Angelico and Jack Evans. Thoughts on this match, fellas? Uh, I'm a big fan of Angelico. But I think uh, the best friends have been kind of getting the bigger push on BTE. So that would be my pick. But I'm really looking forward to uh, watching Angelico wrestle more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle. Okay, so the best friends of the higher upside in the promotion. I don't think there's any denying that. And they're going to be around. Look, I guess it's just it boils down to what they want with Angelico and Jack Evans, like, are they just here to put over the best friends or are they going to try to be pushed, um, as a semi big act as well? So I'm actually going to go with the upset here and pick Angelico and Jack Evans. Ooh. Okay. 
Uh, hmm. I'm going back and forth on this one. I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with Kyle. I'll go with that one too. Angelico and Evans. My God. Agreeing with Kyle Ross. (laughs) Big mistake. I'll tell you what, Justin Joint, when he's the lone man, when he's the lone wolf, some would say. He's right more often than not. And then he like listens to us, like when he does his Wrestle Rumble entries and then cusses us out, you know, when then when he turned for listening to us. Should have never picked his changed his pick on that uh, women's money in the bank. He's he's the one who told you Bailey last week. And that was before the rash of smart money came in on Bailey for that uh, on the betting for money in the bank. Yep. Um, all right, six-woman tag team match. Kyle, I am not super familiar with these ladies. I don't know how, how uh, confident you are at the name pronunciations on this oh. one. You <laughs> well, want to try it out? I'll do, I'll do, <laughs> I don't know. That's Jim Ross's job, baby. Yeah, that's why uh, they pay him the big bucks for it. Okay, so uh, no, I'm not going to claim I'm an expert on this match either, but you know, it's really funny when you talk. We, I mentioned, we mentioned Jim Ross. Here, I guess I just did, but you know, and you see the name Aja Kong. Okay, mm-hmm. it takes me back to you know when was my first introduction to Aja Kong. It was actually the '95 Survivor Series. Remember they had that women's match. Maybe you mm-hmm. didn't because not a lot I, of people were watching, and it was. I do not. I've seen the pay per view, but I do not remember the match. Okay, well they had it. They put over Aja Kong strong mm-hmm. on this show, and it. You guys should watch. This is not the Kyle Ross. I love the sport match of the week, but you should watch this because it's funny for what I'm going to say. It was the Vince McMahon, Mr. Perfect, Jim Ross announced team. Late 95. Mr. Mr. Perfect actually returned to the promotion that night. And Vince McMahon, you talk about a guy who didn't have a damn clue what commentary. He was a little (laughs) lost calling that that women's match. Um, And there was this awkward point in the match. Where he goes, all right, JR, and you take it again. <laughs> and I'm just thinking how far we've come with Jim Ross, haven't we? Because something tells me, uh, you know, it might be a struggle for him some 24 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Calling this one compared to 95 JR when he was the guy who had quote unquote done his homework. He was the expert, he was bringing us the facts. Look, I like Jim Ross a lot. <laughs> Met him a couple times. Very nice man to me. But, uh, his yeah, his announcing has left a bit to be desired in recent so, years. So I, they, I hope he's back on the ball for this show. They have officially, I mean, he's officially the announcer of AEW. Yeah, yeah I think they've been calling him the voice of AEW. Oh, so fuck's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> so th- back to Justin's original point. This is one of those matches where you know, again, people are going to talk about you know Nitro era, the cruiserweight division, how they imported all these international stars people have not seen before. Um, and how important that was. To, I mean, obviously, you know, the Hulk Hogan's, the NWO was the big cash cow back then. But like, you know, it's important to have wrestling that people are like discovering for the first time. And I think this fits that mm-hmm. portion, you know. So this is one of those things that could be a sleeper match of the night, if you will. This is one that you could have the uh, gifts on Twitter circulating yes. early on. Yeah. Yes. I do know that Kong wrestled Kota Ibushi in a street fight. Wow. That's something you can uh, check out on Twitter. <laughs> or, I, mean, uh, I, believe, I believe Mr. Perfect had all the, oh, how'd you like to take her home uh, remarks during Survivor Series 95. That's another thing if you want to fire that one up on the network. <laughs> Jokes you will not hear in 2019 on no. uh, wrestling announcing. Yeah. So um, I don't, I'm not going to take Kong's team on this one, though. So I'm going to take the other team, which is comprised of Sheeta, 
Abe and Mizunami. I'm not sure if I'm saying those correctly, but I'm going to take I'm going to take that team getting the strong win over Kong's team. I don't really have a pick. I don't feel comfortable. I actually don't. I know wins and losses matter in AEW, but I don't know yeah. if they do here. This is actually one of those th- deals where it's more important to have a good match, and I don't say that often. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move it on to the other women's match, which is a three-way triple threat. Uh, Britt Baker, the real-life dentist, taking on Nyla Rose and Kylie Ray. I think uh, this is one that's going to get people talking for uh, several reasons, um, because you've got Nyla Rose, who is a transgender female wrestler. People will be talking about that. That's an, a unique situation. I think mm-hmm. uh, Britt Baker is incredibly talented. Uh, she was, uh, you probably saw her in All In last year, if you watched that show. And uh, Britt Baker was one of the females they signed early on that they made a really big deal about. She is very talented. She's someone that could could succeed in any wrestling organization. He has, she has the look. She's a good worker. Um, she is dating Adam Cole. Please yeah. do not have any Bay Bay chance during this match. Don't do it, crowd. Please, please, yes. Remember that first women's rumble when they were like all chanting the husbands' names? That was like maybe the low point of professional wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think on this one I would I would pick Britt Baker just because she has been the, the woman in the in their new women's division that they've really been pushing a lot. So um, I'm gonna go with Britt Baker here. Uh Kyle, your thoughts? Heard a lot of Bailey comparisons for Kylie Ray from people yes. I respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this was one that a lot of people had been talking about. Their head, The build seemed to have gone by the wayside. You know, it was announced early and they really hadn't done anything. Uh, I can't even remember now because I watched, I binge watched so much this morning. I can't remember if it was the road to double or nothing or if it was the latest BTE where there was kind of this angle where Brandy was telling all of them individually how she really thought that they were going to win. So I don't know where that's going to go, but that's mm-hmm. kind of seems like the angle that they chose to go with this. Um, I don't think it'll be Kylie Ray that wins. Uh, I'll go Britt Baker. All right. Mr. Joint. I'm going to go Nyla Rose to be contrarian. Okay. I think that's a smart which, which almost 100% means she's going to win now. So everybody out there betting. <laughs> there you go. If you're betting on professional wrestling on Saturday night, Go by the Justin Joint picks, because whenever he disagrees, that's a solid pick. Okay. Um, the public is always wrong. It's on my Twitter account. <laughs> I've always wondered where that line comes from on your on your Twitter account. Where would you get that from? I Just made came it up. to you? I made it up. Have you ever been in a large public gathering in this country? Yeah, a lot of stupid stuff is said. <laughs> Depending on what the gathering it's, is. It, well, it's my philosophy for my job. <laughs> Best right. way to bet. Best way to bet pro football, folks. I'll give you a free tip here. Go to a sports bar an hour before the games start. Listen to what everyone says. Do the, bet the exact opposite. <laughs> Don't listen to the meatballs. No. Yes. All right. A uh, another six man. This is a six man tag team match. Another six person match, I should say. You got SoCal Uncensored. These guys sell a lot of T-shirts. Popular with the internet wrestling community. That Rocky Four. Did you see that? That Rocky Four spoof they did in the build—that was no. incredible stuff. Oh my god, everyone needs to watch it. It was on the road to—I Do- think it was episode fourteen, maybe. I can't remember. It's easy to find though. <laughs> Just Google SoCal Uncensored Rocky Four; it'll come up. So 
If you're not familiar, that's uh, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. They've been doing the SoCal SCU, the SoCal Uncensored thing for a while now. Um, they're taking on the Strong Hearts. And uh, this this goes to their uh, partnership with the Chinese promotion, OWE. And uh, AEW is hoping to have the relationship with a foreign promotion similar to like what WCW had for years with New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor has had with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And so this is kind of the introduction of that, um, that partnership. And hopefully they can build off of that. So uh, it's... It's hard to pick against SoCal Uncensored here just because they are a name everyone knows. But then again, like, are they going to do the expected outcome in every single match? If they're, if they're looking to grow the foreign connection here, I could see SoCal Uncensored losing this match. Uh, see, Kyle, yeah. Kyle Ross or Justin? Go ahead, uh, Justin. Good. Uh, see, I was the exact. I was like, I definitely see the Stronghearts winning just to mm -hmm. put over this uh, promotion partnership. Yeah. And this is one of the matches I'm most looking forward to because. Uh, just some of the snippets we've seen for for this uh, Chinese promotion looks uh, really unique and really cool. So, really looking forward to seeing uh, T Hawk and L Lindemann. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm going Strong Hearts. Yeah, same. Putting over the partnership. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I'm going Strong Hearts too. I think SoCal and Sensor can eat the loss. God, you know, I was thinking to myself, has it really been 12 years since? You know, SEMA is part of that Dragon Gate six man on the Ring of Honor show, just like opened so many eyes. And then I thought to myself, it's actually been 13 years. <laughs> Even longer. A lot of beers drank in that period. Your your memory disgusts me, Kyle Ross. Yeah. <laughs> it just disgusts me. Speaking of his memory, we have the Kyle Ross match of the week coming. So stay tuned in for that. Um, the new trademark here on Top Rope Nation goes back even longer in 2006. I'll tell you that much, folks. And it's not a WWE match. I've had a had a heads up on what he's going with this week, so stay tuned for that. All right. So then, apparently, Adam Page not wrestling on the card. I had on the list here Adam Page versus Question Mark. Although I guess that could be changed, but as of now, we're not expecting a match out of him based on being the elite. So then that takes us to. I think we've covered everything up up through the top three matches on the card. So started off with uh, Cody and Dustin, brother versus brother. What could be Dustin Rhodes' last match? The former Gold Dust. Uh, it should be. It should be a very memorable match. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, if it is Dustin's last match, I would think he would put over his brother here. And uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this? Those promos that these two cut were just fucking great. I mean, th th I alluded to it earlier. If you have not seen the promos, these guys, they each just cut one leading to this match. Pause the podcast if you're listening and go watch them now on the chat. They got, they were some, it was some of the best promo stuff I've seen in a long time in terms of storytelling. Um, both guys told the exact story they should have from their perspective. Uh, brother versus brother usually does not work, but these guys kind of made it work, at least in the promos. Um, they did not have a good match at Fastlane 2015. We know that. Um, I suspect the working boots will be on both. And watching the promo, my God, it, it, it feels like this has legs. Like just like ending it just once, just doing one and done. 
might be a mistake, but unless if they have something like bigger planned down the line, I, I, you probably do have to put Cody over. Mm-hmm. You, you're trying to make this guy one of the big stars. You probably, you don't want him losing, you know, to a 49 year old Dustin Rhodes, or he's even older at this point, isn't he? How old is Dustin at this point? Mm, I don't know. Google that while I remind the uh, listeners that uh, this this week was actually the three year anniversary of WWE releasing Cody Rhodes as luck. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, by the way, I lied. He is not forty nine. He's fifty. Yes, he just turned fifty last month. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, do you you don't remember off the top of your head what episodes those promos were on? Do you? No, I'll. I actually saved the links. That I'll send them to you. Okay. They got, I mean, they, they were just so good. I, I was like this, you know, cause a lot of people were saying, eh, this is the match. I'm not looking forward to the much. I mean, you know, it's these people who think, you know, moves are the end all be all. I don't agree with that. Spot monkeys are bust. Yes. I don't agree with that. I mean, yes. From an in-ring perspective, you know, we shall see, but God, the promo work was great for this. And I've been as critical as, like, I think Cody does an incredible job projecting the superstar. I've been critical of his in-ring work. But, um, uh, you know, we, we, we shall see. I think that you, Cody did a great job at all in against Nick Aldis. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, I'll, I'll pick your Cody. pick. I'll pick Cody. All right, and I got Cody. Kyle's got Cody. Justin? Yeah, I'm going Cody, and I am expecting big things from this one because – because of the promos and they've had a long time to put together a good story. Yeah. I'm, you know what I'm really looking match goes. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, I'm really looking for the entrances on this match. I think they'll have something really cool for Dustin Rhodes um, coming out here. Obviously he can't have the uh, gold dust persona, but I think they'll probably put together a pretty creative entrance for him. So I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I think I know where you're going next. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I listened to talk is Jericho today. And and he was talking about how this is going to be the first time he gets a, a, a big time entrance, like a, I forget how he called it. It was like a, and by the way, I, I know I'm kind of lame for still listening to that blowhard, but I, I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's never had a big like story entrance, you know, like, you know, he talks about like Cena with the, the multiple Cena's and all that stuff. It's like, he just gets fireworks. So i'm totally on board with you man i'm I'm excited to see the entrances for some of these yeah for sure all right let's uh go to the young bucks match this is for the (laughs) (laughs) i don't have any thoughts other other thoughts on entrances for that one other than i think dustin's is going to be probably pretty cool um people aren't going to know what to expect without him having the gold dust persona after having that for all these years but uh uh, I think I think they'll put together something cool. I By the way, Ken, do we all do we all agree that 1992 natural Dustin Rhodes is a better worker than Cody Rhodes? No. Hmm. I don't know. That's t- I feel like it's pretty close. I don't know that I can. I'm taking. I think, I'm taking. I'm taking a position in Cleveland. I think he is. Oh wait. Okay. Wait. Hold on. What is Cody Rhodes' best match? Or Cody? Sorry. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if it compares to anything. Any of the tag yeah, see, that's that. the thing. People don't want to say that. See, I think uh, I loved how D- Dustin, he didn't quite go as specific as I wanted, but, you know, I mentioned this on the show before, you know, it, and it's ironically, a lot of it was Meltzer at the time, but like Dustin was like, got so much shit back then because he was Dusty's guy. Oh, he's getting pushed because he's Dusty's kid. Mm-hmm. 
Cody never got that. It was quite the opposite. It was like a benefit to him that he was yeah. Dusty's kid. I think that is like such an interest. Like, forget about this match. I mean, it's a little bit in the build, but like just to look at their careers, I think that is such a fascinating thing to explore. How like Dustin was so unfairly maligned. No, he was the very first. I love the sport match of the week recommendation. His match against Vader at Clash yeah. Twenty Nine. I- Dustin Rhodes from like late ninety one. The tag match with Steamboat against Arn and Larry, which is like one of the best WCW matches of the 90s. From that point to the Vader match, Dustin Rhodes is great. Yeah, I think I would go with Dustin in his prime. Um, I think I think Cody's best match, people would probably point to the All-In match with Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was like a lot of emotion in that match with him winning the NWA world title and everything. That's probably is his yeah, biggest. Pro- you're probably match. right. Yeah. Okay, but, but if you take away all the drama around, you know, winning the title that his dad held, does the match still hold up? It's like a really old school kind of slowly built match. I, okay. It's different than what you're used to seeing these days. It's it's a good match, but uh, compared to yeah, some of Dustin's work during that period, I think Dustin's work is probably better. So I, I would agree with Kyle. Yeah, I think the natural Dustin Rhodes had the edge there. God, I wish he could come out to that song. Call him the natural. If he came out to that, I would just fall to my knees in tears. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Put that on Patreon. Uh, all right. AAA World Tag Team Championship match. The Bucks hold the belts right now. They're taking on the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. This should be an awesome, awesome match. And... Uh, Man, this is a tough one to pick a winner because uh, the Bucks aren't going to be wrestling much over the next few months. And so if they want to stay active... They haven't wrestled a lot over the last few months either. Somebody was saying something that this is as inactive as they've been over a three-month stretch ever. Yeah. Other than the Lucha Bros match, they, they haven't, they've only... That's the only match they've worked since January, since the Dome. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think... Based on the other matches with like the top guys from the elite go and the one yet to come, I think I think I'm going to pick the Lucha Bros in this one and uh, give the people a, a title switch at the show. Um, what do we think, Kyle? Kind of want to pick the Bucks because Phoenix no showed AIW and that upset me a little bit. Mm. <laughs> that not <laughs> talked about enough, you know, doing Cleveland dirty there. Um, the A the or the the AEW the triple A tag title situation makes this interesting. Yeah, because you know the Lucha Bros are gonna like get it back at some point. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick them. I, I'm yeah. gonna pick. The, yeah, I'm gonna pick them. The Lucha Bros. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Joint, your and this expertise. Will be the be- this will be the best match on the show. Yeah, I don't know, man. This one's tough. Uh, I'm going to, because part of me is thinking like, they're definitely going to want to pop the crowd. And I don't know if having the Lucha Bros will do that, because I just feel like this crowd's going to be behind the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just thought of something, and I want to change my pick. Oh, no. Come on. Go ahead, Kyle. The young bucks have been teasing this new move. That oh yeah, do. and like, unless something like don't hit it, but like you feel that like that's probably not their mo. I I'm changing to the young bucks with 
via this new move. I forgot about that. <sighs> yeah, that's a good point. I might have to change as well. <laughs> God, look what you did, Kyle. It's going to be great when the Lucha Bros win. <laughs> Always go with your first instinct. By the way, the other part of this is, do all the executive vice presidents go over in this show? That That's what I was getting at when I made my pick, because, spoiler alert, I'm going with Kenny in the main event. <laughs> so, uh, and we got I had Cody winning against uh, Dustin. Hmm. It does feel like one of them will lose. Yeah. yeah. If, if one of them's going to lose, I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards Jericho. Ooh, okay. Because, um, you know, what? where I think this is all heading. That has been. It, it's it's to it's to a uh, John Moxley Chris Jericho uh, Moxley Mayhem steel cage match where there's going to be potted plants at the oh, top. Oh no! Please. Can you imagine? <laughs> they can't do that for the first uh, to determine no. the first promotion's first world title. That would be bad. You know what? I'm I'm going with the Lucha Bros. I'm sticking with the Lucha Bros. My God gut feeling you. at the beginning. Yeah. What would Mitchell Trubisky do? <laughs> he'd go out and be a pro bowler. That's what he'd do. Probably tweet about titties. <laughs> it wasn't he like 14 at that point, <laughs> which makes it even funnier. Oh, man. All right. By the way, the Bears reference comes, I think, because if you're watching on Patreon, I am wearing a Chicago Bears polo shirt right now. Justin Joint, your pick. I'm going to go Young Bucks. Uh, don't feel great about it. And I, yeah, I, d- I don't think. All of the executive vice presidents are going to win. And, and I'm starting to think that maybe Dustin Rhodes could pick up the win. Because uh, they, they could they could build a story going forward with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing, oh, this will be his last match. Wouldn't that, what, what a swerve that would be. <laughs> yeah, I, this this tag team match is really hard to predict. But uh, it, I agree with Kyle, probably match of the night. They did, they did tease something with the Lucha Bros and SoCal and Censored, by the way. So I don't know if that's a future direction. Okay. All right. The main event, Omega and Jericho. Uh, for me, this is an easy pick. It's Omega all the way. Send the crowd home happy. You want Omega in the first uh, AEW world title match. Omega was their biggest signing for this promotion. Um, so Kenny Omega all the way. Justin, you talked about Jericho uh, bragging about whatever entrance is planned for him. We know Omega always has awesome entrances in his big matches with New Japan. And uh, I expect nothing less here. So should be a good match. They had a good match at the Tokyo Dome about a year and a half ago at Wrestle Kingdom 12. A lot uh, of smoke and mirrors, though. Yeah. They, yeah. But I think it'll be good. The argument for Jericho is that, number one, he gets his win back, and that's a way to carry this feud going forward, maybe. There's another one, too, a political reason. Oh, do tell. He's got an IWGP title match coming up. Is he gonna? Is he gonna yeah, want a job? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, is, what about? I mean, you talk about all these promotions not wanting guys to lose. I mean, you know, is he gonna want to lose going into that? I don't. Nah, I what can't does New Japan with, say? I can't go with anyone but Kenny Omega. I, I, I'm with you philosophically and Meltzer laid this out. Kenny Omega should not lose. I mean, if he, he's the guy you want him. If you want him to be the guy, he has to win this. Okay, yeah, well, he's, he's the he's the he's the major star of the promotion, okay, especially but, against okay, a WWE hold on, hold on, guy, right? Yeah, but okay, and but Ryan keeps saying he's the biggest guy in the promotion. He was the biggest signing. That's to a certain 
segment of the, the the fan base, but an argument could be made that Jericho is the much bigger star. Mm, yeah, historically. On a national level, yes. Yeah. But Jericho doesn't really get people talking like Omega does among the crowd that they're playing to. And Omega is like a is a pop cultural. He's transcending wrestling right now. I mean, with the T-shirt deal with uh, with hot. T- I mean, this guy has sold thousands and thousands of T-shirts. They just had the uh, documentary made on him that was aired in Canada and I think is going to be airing uh, in the rest of the world very soon. That was very good. Did you guys see that, by the way? I did not. Omega Man. It's it's really good. Check where it out. Not, uh, I saw it online. Someone uploaded it to like YouTube or something. I think is where I watched okay. it. It is. It's really good. It aired in Canada already, and that's someone uploaded it. I I checked it out, and uh, that's worth watching. I think I can't. I can't come up with any good reason to beat Omega here. He's he is obviously the guy they made the face of the promotion when yeah. they signed him. It was the biggest signing. I can't imagine putting having your first AEW world title and putting Jericho in. Like, maybe if this was like 10 years ago, but like even in WWE, Jericho hasn't been around the world title situation really in a long, long time. He is he is a name that people know, but like he hasn't yeah. even been in WWE much the last few years. So, And yeah, because like, okay, well, we all think the surprise, because remember the winner of this is wrestling a surprise is, is what we presume the surprise Joker entrant in the Casino Battle Royal, right? Yeah, we all think that the the surprise entrance going to be a quote unquote name guy from the past, right? Right. You can't have like two guys from the past compete. So, yeah, I'm. The more we've talked about this, the more I feel. You know, philosophically, I'm right with you, Ryan. I think Kenny Omega has got to win this, and shouldn't Chris Jericho here? You know, it's real fresh. We're going to talk a little bit more about Chris Jericho. Some might say uh, for the next couple minutes, but um. His role in this promotion should be like Terry Funk in ECW, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, it should like he shouldn't be like considered like the workhorse or the standard bear. I mean, I've always kind of like chuckled at you know how Jericho took this best in the world thing that was from gimmick at, to getting some people to actually believe it. Because I'll be very blunt with you, I don't think there's been a single time in history where Chris Jericho would ever be considered the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he was ever in contention for that. I mean, God bless him. I've enjoyed all his. I, I've really enjoyed his work at certain points, but you know, I, he's here to put over the future, and the, and Kenny Omega's the building block of the promotion. Yeah, agreed. Justin, you going with Jericho, or have you been persuaded to change your mind? Oh, like I've argued this entire time, I'm going with Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> nice, and, and you know. I'll say this. Let's say it's John Moxley is the guy who wins the battle royal. Omega beating Jericho than John Moxley's not a bad way to establish Kenny Omega as your champion. Yeah. Beat former two two former WWE guys. Mm-hmm. They did that a lot with Shane Douglas and ECW. Didn't really work very much, but you know, they did it. Yeah. All right. Well, there is your card for double or nothing. You can tweet us your thoughts at at Top Rope Nation. Tweet along with us on Saturday night as we follow the show. Uh Kyle. I think this brings us to your signature moment on Top Rope Nation. I think it is time for the Kyle Ross I Love This Sport match of the week. Take it away, Kyle. Okay, so I already kind of teased a little bit. I watched CyberSlam 96, Brian Pillman's ECW debut. What was I doing in the 1996 ECW folder? Well, uh, 
the guys over at Between the Sheets, they always look at This Week in Wrestling, a past year. And this the, the new episode they did, they had hyped, quote, one of the best matches in ECW history. And I looked and I, I looked at the date and I said, I don't remember one of the best matches in ECW history. And I I'm, consider myself fairly familiar with 1996 ECW. And it turned out it was Two Cold Scorpio against Shane Douglas. And I don't, I didn't, rem- and it was a good match. I went back and watched it. Um, I, I, I saw the, the guys at the, the DVD VR, their not their decade end poll, which was done a long time ago. Obviously, they, they had it just on the outskirts of the top twenty. But I always like to do a tie-in. Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Work with me. I always like to have a tie-in to our week show for the match of the week. Originally, I was thinking, you know. Maybe one of those unheralded Bret Hart matches. Maybe one of the Hakushi matches would be this week's recommendation. But no. Um, that recommendation from Between the Sheets got me thinking about a match that I do think is one of the best matches in ECW history. That actually um, that Shane Douglas 2 Cold Scorpio match led to. Heat Wave 96. It was Shane Douglas 2 Cold Scorpio in Pitbull 2 all challenging for the ECW television title in, I believe, the first Four Corners match, um, I can recall, against Chris Jericho. Nice. Full so, circle. Yeah, so ECW... Uh, now, I, shoot, I didn't write the date down. Um, if you go to July 96, ECW TV section, it, it says, like, it, it literally says the matches that week. It's, it's like the middle of July. Because I know Heat Wave, I think, was like, I want to say it was like July 15th, 96. So whatever like the episode would be after that date, um, that was a, what was on there. So check right. that out. When nice. I, 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 it, hold, it, hold, it holds up, uh, you know, and I'm somebody who quite frankly doesn't think a lot of ECW hold, holds up. Um, I did not give a lot of high star ratings to ECW matches, quite frankly. Um, I did not drink the Kool-Aid, quite frankly, when the second half of 97 hit. I lost a lot of interest in ECW. I'll be very blunt, but loved the promotion in 1995, 1996. Um, and it's funny, you know, talk about coming full circle. Chris Jericho, totally opposite of his career. Yeah. He's young and up and comer. Definitely. All right. So check that out at Kyle's recommendation. Uh, tweet us your thoughts. Send us an email. Speaking of sending us an email, we had an email from a longtime listener of the show a few weeks, a few weeks back. I didn't get it on the show at the time. I told him I'd get it on eventually. I'm going to read this one. It's a little longer, but it, it relates to uh, AEW and some oh. of these other uh, promotions here in the United States. So let's talk about this before the end of the show here. This comes in from Dalvin Brown. He says, hello, Top Rope Nation. This is Dalvin, and I've reached a breaking point. Since I live in Brooklyn, New York, I decided to go to both MLW shows in Queens, New York during WrestleMania weekend. I had a lot of fun and for good reason as well. With the hype of AEW continuously building every single week, it seems, and there has not been a show yet, soon there will be, I find myself getting frustrated with the wrestling community at times. He says, look, everyone got tired of WWE and wants an alternative. Impact, I gave up on a long time ago due to the drama off TV. ROH has been making questionable decisions, but MLW makes me happy. The thing is, as soon as a talent leaves from WWE, ROH, or Impact, all I see is just things said that talent should go to AEW. 
Where are all these wrestling fans when MLW, MLW is on TV currently? They have a talented roster, but you do not hear anyone saying anything about the promotion, really. It's upsetting because if the elite went to MLW, then all of a sudden everyone would be an MLW fan. It makes me upset because I see a company trying so hard to gain success, support, and have talented individuals. However, no one mentions it, really. I'm an MLW fan and became a bigger fan when Jim Cornette went to the promotion as well. Sorry for making it drawn out and long. I just needed it for it to be said. Am I wrong to be upset as a pro wrestling fan? Do the fans favor one company over another? Um, when one of these has television already, this was before AEW announced their television deal, or am I overreacting to a point? So what do we think? What do we think? Does MLW not get enough attention? I mean, they do have a pretty highly regarded television show that you can watch on YouTube uh, for free. I think Kyle, have you said on this broadcast before you think MLW has the best weekly television show in the United States? Or I've, I've heard someone no, say that before. I, I did not say that. No, by the way, Jim, anytime Jim Cornette, it, commentates a match you're in for a treat still has it by the way mm -hmm. god do i love jim Cornette with all my heart and soul you know i got a little too full of himself on that montreal doc i thought that yeah spat with him and russo completely unnecessary for the viewer but god bless them they were the talking heads and they had to let them do their thing um i don't watch it enough and that's a damn shame he's absolutely right um when i do watch it i enjoy it. you know i mentioned i think it was you know uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, I mentioned the Tom Lawler low-key match. And I really enjoyed it because they got over the concept of that a professional wrestling match can end soon. Can it can just end like that in an instant? And it was a quick match. Pro wrestling needs that, you know. You know, now oh, you know, we just do a bunch of you know rest holds for 50, you know, the old Okada special. Let's just, you know, do you know, just work an arm bar. You know, for the first 15 minutes, which leads absolutely nowhere during the stretch of the match. <laughs> you know, why not just skip that part? So, um, yeah, we probably should talk more about MLW. Yeah, I always I've, I check it out here and there. I always hear good things about them. Like you said, we t actually mentioned them earlier in the show with Brian Pillman Jr. So, uh, yeah, against Rich Swan. Yeah, if you want to check that out, it was, you know, just two weeks ago now or a little over last week. Yeah. Plus, uh, you got, you got Tony Schiavone okay. at MLW. You know what? So what was I watching? That's a great point because I, I did go into an MLW deep dive like a few months ago. And it was another low-key match. And um, Schiavone was on commentary. And it was funny because like I was never a huge Tony Schiavone fan. Like when he was, you know, the voice of Nitro or anything. Mm-hmm. But he was like so much better than like most modern pro wrestling announcers. I feel listening to him. He just had this kind of like um, credibility in his voice. Yeah, he brings you back. That's for sure. You know, so like, um, yeah, I thought he did a very good job. God, what match was I watching? I'll find it. I'll think about it. Probably when I'm sleeping, then I'll wake up and shout, start shouting. <laughs> it was definitely low key against somebody. And it wasn't the Tom Lawler match. Yeah. Well, another thing about MLW that's been cool is them uh, reforming the Hart Foundation. So Brian Pillman Jr., as we said, Davey Boy Jr., and Teddy Hart. They've been, they've been running with that in recent months, which has been pretty cool to see. 
So, I mean, I, I have nothing to say but to recommend them. And I, I agree they don't get enough attention because they do have a lot. They have big names involved. They put, they put on quality shows. Um, you hear people like deep within the wrestling business and rest, deep wrestling Twitter, I should say, talking about MLW. But, yeah, they, they haven't seemed to have broken through like with the being the elite crowd as much. And uh, they probably should get more attention. There's a lot of good wrestling going on here in the United States right now. And, and more eyes on these companies is always a good thing. Uh, Justin, yeah. it Justin. was low key. It was low key versus Phoenix. Okay. There you go. And uh, uh, I'll look up the date here while Justin speaks. Justin familiar with MLW checked out any of their work at all. Did we see them WrestleMania 34 weekend? No. no, no, then no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, they put out all the Fusion episodes on there. So, I mean, it's worth checking out if you got time for sure. And they do put on quality content with Shivani on the mic. You get that kind of throwback feel as well. So, um, it was September 6th, the match took place of 2018. Okay. So there's Imagine another that. Kyle Ross recommendation. And by the way, the um, I think what you're when you said best weekly pro uh pro wrestling show mm-hmm. around, it wasn't MLW. I, I remember the car, it was that was CWF Mid Atlantic at the time. Oh yeah, he did. Which is that. another show. Unfortunately, with you know they, they, they've had some issues and maybe aren't at where they they, they aren't where they used to be. But um, yeah, you can watch a lot of free wrestling out there. Ken, if you're if you like wrestling and WWE just makes you mad, a lot of alternatives. Oh yeah, you like Hopefully wrestling. You, en- you you can get your fix elsewhere easily. Oh, yeah, even if even through the award winning WWE Network, watch yeah. the old stuff. It's true. Watch Cheat Wave '96. <laughs> All right, so enjoy All Elite Wrestling's debut pay-per-view. It's a huge moment on Saturday night. I know myself and Justin will be watching it over here at my place as well as a couple other friends, hopefully. I can I, I cannot get too drunk at the Indians game. I, I need <laughs> I need to be zoned in. Kyle will be watching it. You can tweet us your thoughts at Top Rope Nation. Email us, topropenation at gmail.com. Again, guys, check out the Patreon page. You can get our uh, exclusive shows like the Money in the Bank review that Kyle and I did earlier this week. It was a fired up show. I would highly recommend it. I got to give a shout out to our newest patron, Forrest Pierce. Thanks, Forrest, for joining the Top Rope Nation Patreon page, getting all the benefits of the exclusive shows. We'll be sending out a uh, exclusive Top Rope Nation die cut sticker to him in the mail for being on the $5 tier here in the next couple of days and uh, all, all, all kinds of other benefits. So check it out at patreon.com slash Nation. Uh, subscribe and all the uh, podcasting feeds. Leave us a review, especially on iTunes. We'll read it on the air next week where we will be presenting episode 100, talking about NXT 25. We're going to be talking about the history of Top Rope Nation and how this show came together. And one more time, if you want to send us or yes, if you want to send us a congratulatory message Leave us a voicemail at the following line. It's 312-379-8893. Guys, I had to pay for this, so please make use of it. <laughs> Leave us a, a well wish, you know, that we can play on the air. Hoping to get a few of these to, to play on the podcast next week. If you've ever wanted to be on the show, here's your chance. It can be as brief as you want or as long and drawn out as you want. Have uh, your uh, Not too long and drawn out. Well, I was going to say, you can leave us an audio message full of love for Mr. Kyle Ross, if that's what you want to do. Okay, make it long and drawn out. (laughs) There there you go. So leave us a congratulatory message over the next seven days for episode 100. It'll be on there next week. 
that being said, I am Ryan Drosty, Kyle Ross, Justin Joint. Enjoy this weekend. Catch you next week. Peace.